0: Good afternoon. I am Joe Honk and Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill has been named the AFC Offensive Player of the Week after his performance against the Houston Texans passing for 287 yards with four touchdowns and no INTs. When it comes to the Titans, FPI has put out their probabilities for the Super Bowl this year and the most likely matchup that they currently have kind of makes sense is the two number one seeds. Both Titans and Packers are 11% favorite to be the Super Bowl matchup coming up in LA or Dallas. The second matchup is Tied with the Titans and Packers at 11% would be Packers and Chiefs at 11%. For all your foundation repair waterproofing needs, you need to go visit usstn.com. Breaking news at once on your home. For the Vols, the flagship station for the AFC's number one seeded Tennessee Titans. At home, 23HL. This is 104.5 The Zone.
1: In. Welcome back into 104.5 The Zone. This is 3HL. Yes, we are off and running. I am, Hulk. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. <laughs> hey, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. I'm not I'm, Hulk, in the building. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. <laughs> I'm in the building. I'm in the building. <laughs> That's right.
2: Is it weird intro in yourself?
1: Yes, it, it kind of is. And I meant to go to backwards. I meant to go backwards. I meant to go first. Do your and, own hype, man. Yeah, there yeah, you go. And that right there was, that was hey. Don Davenport. Yeah. Babs, as you know.
2: Hi. We're uh, we're both in the building. Brent Doherty is not in the building. Correct. The mayor has lost his voice. He is on his voice, is voice rest.
1: His voice on IR. Yes. Somebody call Buck and see when his voice will be back.
2: That's right. <laughs> Joe on behind the
1: glass. Four to five days.
2: Tweet Buck. <laughs> yeah. Tweet Buck yeah, and ask him when the mayor's coming off the IR. Yeah,
1: Buck think he's chilling right now. Y'all, please tweet Buck.
2: Just harass the <laughs> hell out of him.
1: In, in, in a nice nice way. <laughs> you know I mean?
2: I'm all for harassing Buck Get
0: at him.
2: any <laughs> hour of the day.
1: <laughs> Get him.
2: Yeah. This is, I mean, yes. At Buck Rising on Twitter, by the way. Um,
1: so, so you heard um, Joe Hunk. Sup? So, at the top of the hour. Talk about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, You got AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Kudos to him. Salute. Way to go. He's
2: rocking, man.
1: Yeah, he is. Now, Titans fans, are you comfortable with where Tannehill is right now, getting ready to go into the playoffs? So another week off his gets another week of rest. You start to get um, um, timing down with your receivers. And Julio and AJ, those guys working back. Nick Westbrook, Aquino, we heard him on the show. He's coming in his own. He's in a comfortable spot. Your backfield is doing this thing, and you're gonna get a, a bonus. And Derrick Henry coming back. Oh, a fresh leg. Uh uh-huh. huh. So Tannehill, is this the Tannehill that we've been waiting to see with all of his parts? That now he can be the the, the truck and the trailer. He got everybody in the trailer. Now he could be in the trailer and Derrick Henry can come back on oh, this offensive line. He's driving is the truck. Who who is driving? Who is driving this team? Is it Tannehill?
2: I will say this. If I'm a Titans fan, it don't matter. Just drive.
1: Just drive. Somebody get us there.
2: Just a hundred miles per hour. Get a Tesla truck.
1: Tesla truck would with truck. somebody Let it, punch do, it in. Let it it, it do doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just somebody like the actual, go.
2: everybody's licensed. <laughs>
1: yeah. Here you yeah. go. Yeah.
2: Now, but to to your point, it's funny because when, when Hunk was like, you're like your own hype man. Yeah. That kind of fits with Tannehill. It is. Because the and I think it was, is it Ben Arthur, did an article uh, talking about Tannehill and, and saying, has he gotten his mojo back? Mm-hmm. And Tannehill basically was like, well,
1: I never felt like I never lost it. I don't yeah.
2: know what you're talking
0: about. That was mm-hmm. the first question he was asked today. So you feel like you got it back. I never, never I lost it. I never lost it,
2: it. which it fits perfect with, with the Saffold stories mm-hmm. that we are privy to yeah. because he's on our show uh, about Ryan Tannehill in, you know, the he gets hit, the plus one, the um, Who was? It was AJ Brown that talked about against the Dolphins, where he was like, you know,
0: okay, we're gonna finish it, yeah. one Put it th- on him. Yep. And yep. one thing that he talked about today with you guys talking about who's driving, who's a trailer, mm-hmm. he was even asked about the timing routes that he had with Julio against the Texans. And he basically said, look, that's from the fact that Julio's been in the practice field and we've been able to work on timing. That's why those yeah, routes have actually been able – you started to see those against the Texans, which is where the confidence comes from. Yeah.
2: Well, and you look at his numbers in, in just even the last three games, right? Let's mm-hmm. say in their, their last three games that they've won one interception. From Ryan Tannehill in the last three. So um that's clearly that's much more effective. And how much of that is having that offensive line together? I mean, it's now what two games that you've had your starters back. Right. You heard Saffold talk about almost being in the zone at the end of that Texans game, uh, that offensive line, just feeling it and and feeling the defensive side of the ball just yep. kind of crumble. That um, you see that, and you see kind of the success with Tannehill, and and I, I love the well, I never lost it. Yeah, that, you know, that, mentality from Ryan Tannehill, but
1: we want to hear more of that.
2: But this is. This is where I think that that's a perfect example of where this team is mentally. And this is where this team is mentally heading into this run. Mm -hmm. I think this is, I talked about this last night because I had. Somebody, I was out and about, and somebody random, you know, was like, "What do you think about the Titans' chances?" Which we're yeah. going to get into the numbers right. and all of that. And Football Power Index for ESPN, they kind of released the Super Bowl matchup numbers, mm-hmm. so we'll uh, we'll talk about that after this break and bring in Todd Furman from Vegas and kind of jump into the the stats analytical Vegas side right. of things. But you know, hey, what what do you think about this Titans team? I mean, immediately I said. Listening to Saffold, listening to Tannehill's kind of responses to some of the questions he's asked, listening to Mike Frabel yeah. watching this team work, even with a lull at the beginning of the second half against the Texans, I feel like this team is in a phenomenal place mentally yeah. heading into this run. And a buy in the first round makes it makes them puts them in even more mm-hmm. of a bit better place mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about physically, which we know physically they're in a great place and yeah. you're going to have a back-back with fresh legs yeah. and not just a back-back yeah. with fresh legs. And then on top the of back. it, like the, back, the king yeah. back with fresh legs. And then on top of it, you know, we hit on Dylan Radens yesterday. Right. On top of it, you've had so many guys, and Coach Mack said it again today, 91 guys. Yeah. Play, you know, you only had 90 on a camp roster, mm-hmm. 91 guys that have come through this roster. Do you know the depth and the experience and the confidence some of your backups have gained? That is just invaluable heading into mm-hmm. a Super Bowl run. Well, mm-hmm. think
0: about think about when we are talking about Tannehill and having all these pieces together, his front line together. Think about it. He didn't do he, nobody skill play wires really played in the preseason. Right. First game against the Cardinals didn't look that great. They got the loss, the four sacks, or the seven sacks, whatever it is. And then it was like game three that Julio went down with the hamstring. Yeah. So they've really only had about two games together. And Derek Henry's been out since Julio and AJ's been healthy. Mm-hmm. So coming up next weekend will be the first time that this team will have all of its pieces since like week three of the season.
2: Which is what we talked about over and over in the off season. Okay, you want to stack the box? Yeah. Hi, I would like for you to meet my little friend AJ <laughs> yeah. and his little friend Julio. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that we haven't been able to see what we thought right. that we were going to see right. heading into this season because of injuries. And and even when you kind of had those pieces somewhat together at some point, then you didn't have your, your offensive line healthy. Yep. And then now the defense on top of it is clicking. So you put all of that together and physically – mentally, all of that, Mm -hmm. this Titans team is in a phenomenal place. And I think if you're a Titans fan, you have to feel good because we've been critical of Ryan hill at times this year. Um, Just from a standpoint of you can't turn the ball over Mm -hmm. and make poor decisions to cost your team games. You just can't do that. Um, But if you look at what he's done in the last three games, and and you can scream opponent if you want, Niners, Dolphins, Texans, Texans. but if you look at what he has done in the last three games, I think he's in a really good place. And part of that is because he's got his guys up front that are yeah. meshing. Yeah. So, um, so we have the... We're not going to go through all of them because we don't really care about the 10 yeah. most likely Super Bowl matchups per football power index. But we'll hit a couple of them uh, because the Titans are... On a majority yes, they are. <laughs> of of these uh, probabilities. So we'll head that. We'll talk about that. If you want to jump in the conversation before Todd Furman jumps on at 430, 615-737-1045. You feel good about where Tannehill is, what's your take on this offense, and where they are heading into the postseason? Six one five seven three seven one oh four five. This is three HL on one oh four five the zone. 3HL 104.5 The Zone, welcome back in. Don Davenport alongside Ron Slay. Brent Doherty's off. He can't talk. He's on injured reserve. I heard we have somebody on our... Do ...on our phone that I'm hesitant to put on our airwaves, but I guess I
1: will. Here we go, Jim.
2: Buck Rising. Oh, who awoke him? Hey, when does the mayor get off IR, dude? (laughs)
3: What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why? What, what did what did I do to you? I do nothing but say nice things about my friend Don Davenport. She just, just publicly slanders me before you put me on the radio (laughs) i'm driving i'm trying you know new year's resolution i'm trying to lose weight i can't fit my sweatsuits all that great anymore i'm on my way to a workout i get here early because i'm trying to not talk myself into turning around anymore and i check my mentions dawn and whatever you did stop it cut it out
2: we love you buck we do love you oh you're just okay. so fun to mess with
3: <laughs> it's a terrible way of showing it i don't do this to you
2: <laughs> hey <laughs> when's the mayor come off ir
3: <laughs> goodbye don we need to
2: know we need to know buck is Go real get a good workout in get a good workout in. <laughs> <laughs> hey camera adds 10 pounds you're good <laughs> by the way that's at buck rising on twitter feel free To mess with him and ask him when uh, Brent's getting off
1: IR. (laughs) Yeah, man. Y'all hit Buck up, man. He think it's time to rest. I'm going to tell you what, though, Babs. I just went in the studio and listeners
2: Yeah.
1: with Rick Gordy B. And I'm telling y'all right now, man, he got something special in store for y'all, boy. Yeah, he does. I'm talking about, boy, that just gave me chill bumps. Hey.
2: What ooh. what is it? Like in the intro for the intro up? for the
0: playoffs.
1: Okay. Is that what you oh. would Yeah, call?
0: It's, it's, the, it's the intro for the divisional round of oh. the, like right For Titans win. Radio. Trust me, the word goosebumps does not describe oh, it. Man,
1: that's a man. Hey. I cannot wait. Oh, uh, it's serious. It's ser- boy. Woo! I and guess what? I'm gonna say it again. Oh. This defense is nasty. Yes, they are. And when you hear this, you're really gonna be like, hey man, that ooh. Woo. I got to think of something for that old line because that defense is nasty.
2: I mean, but they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Numbers, yeah. But before we do, okay. I know we're get, we'll we'll get into it. But okay. real quick, you know what? We'll talk about hard knocks at forty five. But that's on Ooh. tonight. Yep. Oh, final I'm episode! I don't care if you haven't watched at all. Yeah. If you've missed Hard Knocks this year, yes, it's the
0: Colts. Yes, I just finished oh. last week's episode, yeah. and it's the episode that Carson gets the news about COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, fascinating. It's really, but really this is
2: good. even better because yes. it's the locker. We'll talk about it uh, at four forty-five. But it's the locker room after that debacle of a loss to the freaking two-win Jags that kept them out of the playoffs when they had a 98% chance of getting in at one point. And see,
1: oh, I started watching it, Babs. So when I started watching it, last week he said, Frank Wright said, the good thing about this, fellas, we still control everything. Oh. In front of us, it's in our own hands.
2: Oh, you control your own destiny, just like the Titans did
0: with the top oh. seed.
1: <laughs> the, the Colts
0: losing to the Raiders is the reason why we were in this scenario last week. Yes, because they played the Raiders two weeks ago. Seven Pro Bowlers, huh? They got everybody in a team circle and they were naming off each Pro yep. Bowler,
2: Aww, and they were like, that? That's so cute." <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> go All go their go. pro bowlers and then, uh, what else? Um, oh, Man. yeah. Jonathan, MVP. Yep, their
0: MVP. Yep, their MVP
2: candidate, Jonathan Taylor. Well, that didn't, oh, mm. that's so adorable. Hard uh. right, knocks tonight. We'll talk about that in the 45 segment. Yes. But, um, <laughs> hey, so 10 most likely Super Bowl matchups. Seth Walder put this out of ESPN. Uh, per FPI, which is Football Power Index. Okay. I've talked to you guys about this before because we... Uh, <laughs> the espn employees had a class on it basically so like how they come up with football power index numbers all of that like it's super uh scientific they have all these you know data analysts uh people that they've hired to to go through all of this so it it's numbers probability it's mm-hmm. all of that mixed in right so 10 most likely super bowl matchups per fpi the top 2 are tied at 11%. Mm. Packers and Chiefs and Packers and Titans.
1: Okay. I like it.
2: It's not, I mean, not really a surprise there, right? No, not I not mean, at that's all. kind of, not at you all. hear the experts, I, I use that loosely, but the experts that... Everybody's bullish and set on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, yes, right? Everybody expects them to be there. Yep. Um, Titans Chiefs is kind of the difficult yep. pick. Yep. Let's talk about probabilities and all of that and uh, what Vegas thinks with our guy, Todd Furman, who is on the phone with us. Todd. Furman, how are you?
4: I'm doing very well, Miss Dawn and Mr. Slay. How are things in lovely Nashville?
2: They're great. How is Vegas, by the way? What's kind of the vibe there?
4: It's starting to warm up a little bit, so we're getting temperatures into the low 60s. It's not quite pool season yet, but uh, always plenty of excitement out here, especially with the NFL playoffs on the horizon. And as far as our beloved Golden Ice, despite losing last week to your Preds, a lot of optimism that they'll get the key trade piece in Jack Eichel back on the ice in a matter of weeks now rather than months.
2: There you go. Preds are the highest team in the NHL. We'll get to them. But ah, first, uh, let's talk. I just had to throw that. And yeah, let's talk about, uh, <laughs> let's talk Super Bowl just because, you know, here in, in Nashville, we're just kind of sitting around waiting. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to do this weekend for Titans fans, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they're getting healthy. But um, we were talking about FBI and uh, the football, you know, power index of who will make the Super Bowl. And the top two kind of matchups have Packers and either Titans or Chiefs what are odds at this point
4: yeah numbers are always going to align with the number one seeds knowing especially in the current format you're talking about winning two games and the games coming obviously at home if you in the case of the Titans and the Green Bay Packers. So those numbers are always going to be a little bit shorter. But when you look at the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs still have a price that's actually a touch shorter than the Tennessee Titans, and that's because of Kansas City's dominance in recent years. And when you look at the way that this team has performed, they typically raise their level of play when the games mean the most. The nice luxury that the Titans have working in their favor, of course, is that you're only going to have to play one of the two between Kansas City and Buffalo. So definitely helps them out in terms of numbers, and that's why you're looking at the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC as second favorites behind just the Kansas City Chiefs. In that 3-1 range, a shade more, Buffalo a little bit more of a long shot. But as far as Super Bowl odds, the Tennessee Titans are fifth on the betting board right now behind the Packers and the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Bills, and then Tennessee slots there at a price just less than 9-1 to at FanDuel. So that's kind of the way uh, odds makers view the field, but I think if you're looking to try and find a Cinderella story or two, it's identifying a team that's got the kind of game plan that can go on the road, win three games in as many weeks, and once you get to the big game, then all bets are off trying to figure out, of Cinderella slipper actually fit when the game matters most. Who's your Cinderella? I mean, when you go through some of these teams out here, I think San Francisco probably checks the most boxes for a team that's a legitimate threat. Mm. Now, of course, they're going to have their hands full as early as this week against the Dallas Cowboys team that we know has been undersold for how good they've been on the defensive side. We're not quite sure how healthy that hand is for Jimmy Garoppolo that he injured against the Tennessee Titans. But they have the blueprint to be able to run the football if Elijah Mitchell stays healthy. They'll get some key contributors back on the defensive side of the ball with Kawan Williams, who missed against the Rams. Optimistic he'll be out there. You saw the difference it meant with Emmanuel Mosley. The big injury for the 49ers to keep tabs on before kickoff on Sunday will, of course, be Trent Williams, who graded out as pro football Focus's top offensive lineman in that category. It would be huge to have that kind of mauler out there when you're talking about going up against Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and that talented Dallas Cowboys defensive front,
1: Bills and Patriots split. Um, the the temperature is supposed to feel like my, uh, six degrees mm. negative.
2: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, that, that's perfect. For, perfect for both of them. <laughs> sounds that like should, my hell, actually. <laughs> it shouldn't bother either team, but I mean, what do we look at going into I mean, Buffalo?
4: That's a nice beach day in Lake Ontario, Ontario and Western New York this time of year. So you get your beach towel out there uh, and you make sure you apply your SPF 50 because the last thing you want to do is come away with windburn. Uh, when you're looking at this uh, series, like you talked about it. These two teams split during the regular season, very different football games. The one that we saw on Monday night with 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts, New England throws the ball a grand total of three times but runs the ball extremely effectively. And when you look at New England between the two games, they ran for almost 400 yards against this Buffalo defense. But the big problem is Mac Jones. Even in better throwing conditions in Foxborough, he struggled mightily. Went 14-32 in that game, less than 150 yards. Uh, but it could have fallen a little bit different as well had J.C. Jackson not dropped a pass from Josh Allen that hit him right in the hands. This number seems extremely fair at four. I don't think Buffalo loses this football game, but at the same time, I'm not sure I'm running to lay more than a field goal here. When you look at the Bills this season, they're 11-0 and 0 in games that are decided by double digits. And the games are decided by single digits. They've struggled mightily. They haven't won a single game by less than 10 points this year. So we'll All see right. if they can find some separation. And despite those frigid temperatures, I actually lean over the total here. I think both these offenses will have some success.
1: Okay, Todd, stop me if I'm wrong. I don't think we need to discuss Eagles at Bucks, or you already talked about 49ers and Cowboys. But this big number, Steelers at Chiefs, 12-and-a-half, is that big going into what we what well, we got? I-
4: I think the big question for Kansas City is how healthy they are at the skill positions. When you look at Tyreek Hill, we know he was anything but 100% in the regular season finale against the Broncos, banging that heel in warmups. Travis Kelsey was a little nicked up down the stretch, but no indications that he'll have lingering effects. And then the $100 million question for the Chiefs is will they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire back uh, to carry, you know, the, to create balance, excuse me, for this offensive mm-hmm. attack? If he's in the mix, then it changes things in the way you approach Kansas City. But also, this is a Chiefs team that closed a nine and a half, ten 10-point favorite when they played the Steelers a few short weeks ago. The Steelers, a team going to play loose and free, and Big Ben has more or less said, hey, look, we're a 20-point underdog in this game. we got nothing to lose. That's always a dangerous mentality to have uh, when you're a favorite because if you don't put the underdog away early, they hang around. I lean towards the Steelers here plus the points, but I'm uh, not sure it's a game I'm going to tangle with. Yeah, I
1: like that. Cardinals and Rams, first Monday night, um, playoff game, and if you look at it, week seven or week eight, we would have picked one of these two teams to be fighting for the NFC Championship to play in the Super Bowl. But here they are in the Wild Card game, Cardinals and Rams. It,
4: two teams, uh, to your point, taking on water late mm-hmm. in the season. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, this is a team that floundered mightily, especially in their own building. So they may feel fortunate that they're going out on the road to SoFi Stadium, a place where they dominated the Rams earlier in the season, and probably was the game where they announced to the league that they weren't going to be a fluke or just a pretender for most of the season. Meanwhile, the Rams, they haven't gotten consistent quarterback play out of Matthew Stafford, and that's got to be a real concern in this spot. But you do wonder if Cam Akers is going to be capable of taking on a bigger workload after he returned from the torn Achilles injury last week. You look at Sony Michel, he's really given them some balance. And this Rams offensive line should be able to carve a, a, at least a path for their game offensive game plan to be a little bit more balanced. But I look at the total, and I think the fact that these two teams are all too familiar with one another, that's the angle, in my opinion, worth attacking. I really believe you're going to get them to start a little bit slow, so I'd look to go under the total in the first half.
1: Now, we, now, Todd, we got to address <clears throat> the elephant in the room. Um, They got a first-round bye. I mean, running back was up for MVP, seven pro bowlers, the Indianapolis Colts. Well, who do you see them – Oh never mind. They're not even playing. So let's um let's go to let's go to basketball. How about that John? They go. That's yeah, that they're, they're coasting. Don't even worry about them Pro Bowlers and the MVPs and all that. Let's we'll worry about that next year in preseason. Um John Moran for MVP. What's the odds on
4: Wait, that? Wait, hold man?
2: on. Didn't you pick them to win the AFC South, Todd? Uh
4: uh-huh. Uh, I did not pick them to win the AFC South this year did I? I can't remember back that far no, no, I'm not quite sure but you know, that I actually honestly, thought you did I know I, picked them, I know I picked them last year but I can't remember if I picked them this year if I did then you know <laughs> we can throw that one in the circular file or you can contact your friends at Old Takes Exposed along with some of my other gambling hot takes <laughs> along okay. the way I, I, I will admit though that I did have a ticket on the Indianapolis Colts at 20 to 1 to win the AFC that I thought was going to be an absolute steal mm. going into their final two regular season games against the Raiders and Jacksonville Jaguars obviously I'm not going to have a chance to catch that one either Um, (laughs) when you look though uh, at the NBA landscape and you talk about John Morant there's no doubt that this Grizzlies team is playing as well as any in the NBA right now and Jaws uh, odds to an MVP really reflect that. He's come down to 30 to 1. That puts him in the same class as Joel Embiid. Uh, but the only four players with shorter prices right now would be Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Nikola Jokic. It is worth mentioning that we've seen some movement in LeBron's price as well. He floated out to as much as 60-1, to 1. but if, as the Lakers continue to play better, and I use the term better loosely, right. given the fact that they're still you know, hovering right around 500, LeBron has put this team on his back, and I think if the Lakers were able to make a run, that might not be a bad ticket to hold in your pocket. You know, as you come down the stretch, as far as big picture prices, Memphis still 19 to one to win the Western Conference and significantly longer to win the NBA title. But there's a lot of reason to be optimistic, uh, given everything we've seen in West Tennessee. And you have to think that a young roster is only going to get better uh, as John Moran continues to take his game to the next level.
2: Hey, Todd, you know that saying, if it's and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas.
4: Uh, I do know that saying all too well, and I know one about aunts and uncles too. But I'm not sure that that's appropriate for recitation. On uh, no, we're good. We're no, good you can that leave one. that. Family yeah, radio around these Yeah, I don't want to have to have to dump
2: you, but I am going to dump this garbage take of yours. Um Georgia doesn't. This is one of Todd Furman's tweets. Georgia doesn't sniff a victory in this game if Alabama has a healthy John Mechie and Jamison Williams.
4: 100% fact. Okay, but what is the point? And keep keep in mind, I bet Georgia in the national championship. I gave Georgia out on this radio show. People come all that I'm bitter and I'm crying about it. No, I'm not crying at all. I was able to pass a Georgia ticket. But anybody who watched that first half had to realize that Georgia – even only having to prepare for one talented wide receiver, still didn't have a game plan with that defensive backfield. As you saw, Williams kind of shake free for the big carry, that one that unfortunately ended his regular season and his college career. Yes, Georgia was more physical later in that game. They were able to establish... Uh, their ground attack in the second half. But I really believe if Georgia got themselves behind the eight ball and they had Jamison Williams for those red zone possessions that resulted in field goals, Alabama would have found a little bit of separation. I'm not quite sure a one-dimensional Georgia team would have been able to win an elusive national championship, the first one in more than 30 years. So, yes, Georgia shouldn't have to apologize to anyone uh, for going out there and winning the title and getting revenge on Alabama. Uh, but there is no way, in my opinion, that if Alabama had their full complement of weapons, Just on the offensive side uh that georgia is able to beat them in the national championship
2: well if georgia would have lost then you could have said hey if they didn't have stetson bennett as their quarterback then they would have beat alabama
4: that's my whole point with it but there's a good chance that they could have had just about anybody under center and the way that they were running the football (laughs) late in the game but no I, i don't want to discount stetson's effort i mean it's the kind of story that you don't hear about obviously in big time college football where a kid that has no NFL prospects is able to lead that kind of comeback and make some big throws. So, I mean, the lasting image of Stetson Bennett for me, though, will, be of course, be the interview he did on Good Morning America, where it looked like he was on the tail end of a Vegas bender. And it really warmed my heart because I went into the office many a morning looking just like that and didn't have to give an interview on national television no,
2: no doubt no doubt all right todd Furman, our favorite you know i just like to give you a hard time but uh, as
4: you should you got you got to keep me honest around these parts. <laughs> if you guys the day you guys don't that's when i start to worry about my ability to maintain my iron man streaks you take wednesdays off brent takes wednesdays off but there's one constant on this show it's been me the last 10 years
2: that is so true todd Furman, bet the board podcast and analyst for cbs sports hq go check out on twitter at todd Furman, <laughs> always appreciate you see you todd
4: exactly. you got it guys enjoy the stress-free weekend of football it's the last one you're going to get this NFL season.
2: <laughs> that is true all the way through the super bowl we'll see you there all right todd Furman, always our favorite you can hit him up on twitter and his bet the board podcast is awesome by the way especially if you're uh into that kind of thing um gives some great insight and did come on this show and pick Georgia for you. (laughs) Yes, he did. All right. Well, uh, coming back, (laughs) we'll talk (laughs) about the Colts just a little bit because Hard Knocks is tonight. We've got a clip of of what we can expect, even if you haven't watched Hard Knocks all season. I'm jumping in on this one. That's next on 3HL (laughs) 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to 3HL 104.5 <laughs> The Zone. Ron Slay was rewatching watching the Stetson Bennett Good Morning America appearance, Georgia quarterback. If you missed that, just Google it. Please. I mean, Good Morning America comes on super early. He was clearly up celebrating all night. And I literally like i can't even listen to it i am breaking out in hives listening
0: you know know, a few hours not many Uh, i've
1: been been wondering about yeah no not many oh
2: my god fried
1: i'm talking about beyond fried
2: i mean i can't like that's my boy was I not breaking out in hives, yes, like were. like yes, holding my face? Like, it, yes. I was hiding in my sweater. I'm like, you have to turn it off. <laughs> my anxiety is just killing me right now. Hey. Maybe it's like my former news anchor background where I'm just like, oh my gosh, please, 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 please protect the kid. He's oh. so done. Like, who was sitting right there with the him, though? No, that's what I want to
1: know. Like, who was that with him?
2: Somebody had to have been.
1: Yeah, they I guess they're to like, yeah, like screw
2: that. it. We but just big, won a title for the first time yeah. in 40 years. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was so terrible, though. That
1: was go. Cool.
0: By terrible, you mean great. Right? I mean, dude, no. I didn't listen, man. Oh, it just, it's so, uh, it's painful. Do you think just by sitting by
1: him, the person beside him got drunk? Yes. <laughs> I was looking at him and trying to speak for him. Like, so I know. At, nah, ha, 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 Oh, yeah. That's real. Way I to go, that's Way to get your championship, brother. You bet on yourself. Yeah, he, and he you know what? So he has now. every
2: right to celebrate. <laughs> Just don't put him on Good Morning America.
0: Yeah, they
1: could have did a phone call or After anything, After celebration,
2: man. like, oh. Could
1: have gave him 24 hours. Yeah, that's right? what I said. Bring him back the next morning. Thank you know God, God this be thing cool. wasn't in Vegas. He'd have been in the strip oh, clubs the whole night.
0: Or
2: t- tape it at night.
1: <laughs> yeah, anything.
2: I mean, he's talking about breaking into the stadium. Yeah,
1: come on, my man. Come, come on. on. Be on bro.
2: God, <laughs> like, my yeah. sweater feels so tight around my throat you know, he's right he's now. He's
1: uh, my, my makes me were, so nervous. This my is what I wish made I, I would have left
0: Zone TV on during the break so everybody could see Dawn <laughs> hiding <laughs> in her I was neck. like
2: hiding in my... I, was, I finally said, Slay, you have to turn it off. Please <laughs> turn it off. I cannot handle listening to it.
1: Uh, if My my parents met in family cool. They cool, they pharmacy famous?
2: school was yeah. it pharmacy school yeah, or it was supposed, to pharmacy,
1: cool. supposed
2: to be one of those yeah
1: but it was supposed to be school
2: but his words were so slurred cool. that he couldn't do oh. i love i mean props to him man his story that's gonna be a movie oh without day. question it was awesome that's killing i actually movies. have we're gonna hit the the colts audio but i actually have um <laughs> some of the numbers from him as far as uh oh wait those those are titans um okay Yes, this is what, I kind of mentioned it yesterday, but 15 different quarterbacks have won a national title since 2005, right? Seven of them five stars. Okay. Four, four and three stars. Okay. Eleven of them first round draft picks. Right. Four, number one overall draft picks. The lowest ranked at quarterback was 18th. Who was that? I don't know. Mm. The lowest ranked player ever. 511th, until Stetson Bennett just won Georgia a national championship, two-star, former walk-on, quarterback rank, 104th, and overall rank coming in, 2,569th. Oh, come on, (laughs) man.
1: Oh, yeah, guess what?
2: you know what, Stetson Bennett... Go there you go. Good Morning America Friday. That's what I was
1: just about to say. You should have went there live. You should have told them to fly you in. That's the only way I'm doing it. Man, what? I was being funny saying 900 or something. Nope. that with
2: 2,000. 2,569th coming out.
1: That was probably my rank coming out of of
2: football in high
1: school. Like, this is not a ranking.
2: Urm. Oh, man. Hey, maybe the oh, Colts wow. can uh, go get him. They might need <laughs> some quarterback yeah. help.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yes. Speaking of <clears throat> hard knocks tonight. Yeah. Here's some
1: audio
4: from tonight's episode. <laughs> <coughs> Maybe. Let us know this
3: the love and respect, you know, that we have for each other. Don't let anything ever take that away. You're on a continual journey. We climb them out. We shoot to climb it every year. And that never stops. There's an element of this business where we're always going on to get better for the long haul. But then we got to live with the short term results and the short term results right now sting. The thing that can only make that worse is if we don't learn from it and use it for next year. You got it. We got to know that. We got to believe that because that's the truth. We all know it's the truth that we can get better from this year. So we got to ask ourselves, (laughs) did I take something from this year that will help us next year, get back to where we want to get? I know everybody in here can say yes. (laughs) We'll get there, man. Believe that. It's tough climbing mountain. It's a journey that's tough, right? But we got the right stuff to do. It just might not have been our year this year.
2: They straight rolled backwards down that mountain.
3: I
1: tell you what, why don't you go? Why don't, why don't you go call Bush Jones and tell him to give you some of them bricks?
2: Because that'll sound. <laughs> would you than have that. wanted to hear that crap? In the, I, hey this coach, was in man, the locker room.
1: I would have rather him put um, the the social media. Um, what is it? The social media guy, um, Mr. Go Thirty. I'd rather him put him <laughs> on there and say, "Man, he, we pissed down a leg." Like put that. <laughs> that's that's what I need to hear because that's exactly not much of an athlete. That's like, dude, y'all had two games to get in the playoffs.
2: Crazy.
1: That's, hey, man, and one I of the was games a- was at home. Then, then if that's not enough, we you to the worst One of those games was the against the against a
2: two-win team. Come on, man. With an interim coach and a rookie quarterback.
1: I mean, y'all got seven pro bowlers and an MVP candidate
2: With a bunch of Fans dressed as clowns because that's what they think of their organization in the stands. That's who you lost to. Wow. I wonder if the speech would have been different in that locker room if Hard Knocks wasn't there.
1: I can't wait to see what the speech was at halftime of that game. Oof. I want to see how he got him motivated.
2: We'll talk about it tomorrow. That's mm. that's tonight on HBO Max at 9 p.m. Hard Knocks wraps up the season with the Colts. So mm, good. I can't mm, wait. Mm. Five o'clock hour. Can't wait for that either. That's coming up next. 3HL 104.5 The Zone.